DI Squared stands for Dream It, Do It. Today we present Episode 7. Have you ever thought about starting your own business? Most of us have those thoughts about being our own boss, setting our own schedule and hours. Have you wondered, could I make a living doing something I really like doing? This is the seventh episode in our 10-part series that's designed to help you understand the basics of starting a business and whether you might want to think about doing that. And in the course of telling a local success story, we want to give you some of the tools you'll need to start a business of your own. We've been focusing on minority businesses, mostly people of color. Last week, we talked with Julie Derrick, a woman who repairs shoes at a shop in North Portland. And we talked with a group that got Julie started or helped her with advice and a loan, MISO, the Micro Enterprise Services of Oregon, which also has an office in North Portland. Today we meet two more successful women who will make you think about what it is to be an entrepreneur. The husband and wife team of Michelle Sanders and Miguel Salinas owns the Portland-based business called Attic Journals. They buy old books, books destined for a landfill, and turn them into journals and other useful products. Attic Journals is our featured business today. And you'll meet Laura Locker of Mercy Corps Northwest, an international organization with one of its worldwide headquarters offices here in Portland. I was amazed at what this group has to offer. Stay tuned, because I think that Laura will rock your world. First, here's Michelle Sanders talking about rescuing books that are headed to the landfill. Michelle, welcome to the program. How long ago was it that you started? We started Attic Journals in 2004, so almost 14 years ago. What is the business? Attic Journals works with schools and libraries all over the country to get their discards and upcycle them into journals, garlands, and jewelry, and a number, number of other handmade products for distribution at the wholesale and retail level. What um, Can you describe your products, what they are? and We take discarded books, leaving the first few pages of the original book inside of them where the library cards or inscriptions might be, And then we put in 75 pages of new, fresh paper, rebind it, and sell it as a journal. We also take the pages of baby board books, those hard cardstack pages that have some laminate on them. We punch letters out of them and sell them as garlands. Pinterest mommies love us. They're great for parties, celebrations, and toddler and teacher rooms. Well, this was um, a great idea, but it hasn't been some casual thing, I gather. You're now a national entity, is that right? That's correct, yeah. We sell to 220 stores around the nation and have distributors in other countries. We sell online. We were featured in Oprah last October. We work pretty hard to be known out in the marketplace. You mentioned a couple of groups that um, are good in the networking that are relevant to what you do. Friends of the Children Mm -hmm. and the Children's Book Bank. Friends of the Children is where I came from. So when I moved back to Portland, yes, I was making the journals, but it was not sustaining my life. That didn't start happening for quite a while. Friends of the Children was where I worked. They are the perfect fusion of my passion and where I would want my money and life to be spent. Um, They're a long-term mentoring organization that began here in Portland. They partner with children and their families for 12 and a half years. So they go into schools and select 
children that are in kindergarten that come from difficult upbringings and offer a long-term mentoring program to them for 12 and a half years that is free of charge. They are incredibly well-funded and cared for on a national level. They're a national organization now. They just did a fundraiser at the beginning of May where they raised $2.2 million in one night. You have to purchase the books that you use. Is that right? Correct, yes. Where do you get them, and um, why do you have to buy them? Why aren't people throwing these things away? Yes, they are, and that's the challenge. For us, we, um, we don't purchase our books anywhere that somebody else might engage them to read them. So we don't interrupt literacy, we interrupt landfill. We are working to offset the pipeline of books going to the landfill that are created by taxation problems. Books that are bought by schools and libraries are purchased with tax dollars. And because of that, in most jurisdictions, they're not allowed to be given away. They have to either be sold or thrown out. You're obviously skilled at portraying your business, presenting yourself and your product. How do you get the word out? What, what are your ways to do that? 70% of our business is wholesale. So we work with retailers all over the country and we encounter them through gift shows. Um, we did the West Coast gift shows for a long while and now we're doing Atlanta and New York. We leverage social media, both Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we do a ton of promotion through our own email and keeping up with past customers. Did you have any costs? There must be some equipment that you use. I see bindings here. Sure. And yeah. So we had a number of years before we quit our jobs that we were able to purchase machinery and get ourselves into a good spot. Did you get any, any loans or any help from outside? We have had a lot of good fortune. Our first interaction with getting any sort of funding was when the Hispanic Chamber here in Portland represented us for a Kiva loan, a Kiva Zip loan. And that is a zero interest loan that is crowdfunded. And it was phenomenal. We were funded within four or five days. If I remember correctly, it was $5,000. The thing is, is that you or I can contribute to a maker or a small business entrepreneur out in the world for $5, $7, $300, however much we want to contribute. And then as the maker myself, I pay that back to you and you can reinvest that in another entrepreneur. So it is really a phenomenal organization. And the founder, his family is here in the Portland area. And I believe he was raised here in Portland as well. There are so many resources available to you, especially in the Pacific Northwest. We are known for being makers. I hope you're able to make a dent in that pile of books headed to the landfill, Michelle. It's good to have you doing that. Thank you. And uh, your products look good. And listeners, you heard that offer. What was that code? Just K-B-O-O, K-B-O, at addictjournals.com. Use that as your coupon code. Perfect. Free shipping and handling. All right, Michelle, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having us. That was Michelle. We're not here to promote our products, but she did offer a deal. Use the KBU code and get free shipping and handling. Her husband, Miguel Salinas, who came to Portland from Oaxaca, Mexico, couldn't join us because he was back at home keeping the business running and taking care of their two children. Our second guest is our expert of the week from our featured organization. This is Laura Locker, the Small Business Program Manager of Mercy Corps Northwest. Laura, welcome to KBU. Hi, Tom. Thank you. Uh, we don't know your organization. Tell us about it. Yeah, well, Mercy Corps Northwest is the only domestic program for Mercy Corps Global, in which people may or may not have heard of. It works in over 80 countries providing humanitarian and disaster relief. 
here in the Pacific Northwest, Mercy Corps uh, works, again, to provide work on building resilience, financial security among populations of people that may have been uh, left out of that in the past. Do you have to belong to some religion in order to get the benefits of your work? Not at all. We're entirely secular. At Mercy Corps Northwest, we have a number of different programs, but one core aspect of it is business development. We have a women's business center, so that's a place where women can go to get women-specific training um, and mentorship. Uh, we also have a lending department where we can do small business loans, and we have a small business grant program, which is, that's my program. What special features or programs do you offer that would specifically relate to women? We have a women's in business se seminar series that happens on Saturdays. You know, anybody that works with our women's business center uh, also can apply for our grants and our loans. Um, we tend to have about it's seventy percent women that we serve. You we refer to your grants and your loans. Tell us about those two different types of programs and your requirements related to them. Uh, at Mercy Corps Northwest, we really uh, believe in bringing financing to people that have been underserved. So with our lending program, we can offer loans from five hundred to fifty thousand dollars, up to twenty thousand dollars for a startup. Um, and we serve people that haven't been able to get bank financing in the past. So either uh, they, let's say, had a bankruptcy a couple years ago, and that's been very difficult for them to get any financing after that, or maybe they're in the concept phase. A lot of banks don't to lend to people who are not yet in business. We just ask that somebody has a credit score of 550 or above or no credit score. Um, so either of those are acceptable. And we really just look at the whole picture when it comes to the entrepreneur. We don't just look at the numbers. We also look at, you know, and score really heavily on that person's experience doing what they do. Is it correct that you give grants, about about 150 grants a year of $3,000? Is that right? We do. We're, we're really fortunate to be one of um, the 10 organizations in the state that give IDA grants, which is an individual development account. It's a matched savings uh, program where you enter the program, you begin a savings account, you make regular monthly deposits, you reach a savings goal of $600, you finish educational requirements like taking a business class, writing a business plan, and in the end, uh, you get a $3,000 grant to use towards whatever sort of business assets you might need. You heard it. I said it. It was <laughs> 150 grants a year here in Portland, in the Portland area, of $3,000 a piece. This is very impressive, and this entity is here in Portland. We mindfully bring in cohorts of entrepreneurs who face difficulties and struggles in the past in achieving their goals, whether that's because they have incarceration, even recent incarceration, whether they have disabilities, whether they have no income. Basically, any, anything that can, that can hold people back in the past, we try to help them. It's my understanding that you work with prisoners, people recently released, and people to be released. How do you do that? How do you see entrepreneurship in that population? Yeah, in the women's prison at Coffee Creek, we do a 32-week business development course that's also mixed with life skills. Once people are released, we have a reentry transition center. That's a place over on MLK near Lloyd Center where they can start to get some of the resources that they need. And then they can take part in the small business grant program if they like. Here's Anthony asking our question of the week. 
I'm recently out of prison, and I want to open a tattoo parlor here in Portland. I have experience, but I don't have the cash I need to get started in terms of buying equipment, renting a storefront, getting a license, and purchasing commercial insurance. Tell me, what would I have to go through to get a loan of, say, $5,000 from Mercy Corps Northwest? I think uh, usually when people aren't necessarily ready for a loan, like maybe they're not quite credit worthy yet, we start them with the grant program. Through that, they'll get some of the, the tools that they need in order to more successfully apply for more capital. So if they complete the grant program, they get the 3000 plus or 600 in savings. That's 3600 Everybody that completes the grant program is pre-qualified for a, a very low-cost loan of up to $2,500. If they need more than that, then we... We generally know that at the beginning of the program, and we try to work towards getting them towards being credit worthy and ready uh, to get the amount of capital that they need at the end. Is there anything I should have mentioned or asked you about, Laura, that you would like to bring up? Uh, we have a great website. If you go to mercycorpsnw.org, mercycornorthwest.org, uh, you'll be able to find out about our lending program, our IDA program. You can apply mm -hmm. online for the IDA program once the application period opens, which is going to start again in September. We open up the IDA grant four times a year. Laura, thanks for coming into KBU Studios today. Thanks so much for having me. Laura also talked about special training programs for Russian-speaking people and a program they are setting up to assist Arabic-speaking people in getting started in business. Listeners, you can learn more about Mercy Corps Northwest by looking at their website, making contact with them, and asking for the help you need. This is an organization that wants to make grants and loans to people in our community, people like you. Next week, we meet a woman who likes to party, and we talk with an organization that will make you want to party. That's it for DI Squared for today. Thanks for listening. If you want to review what you've heard, go to kboo.fm and look under Evening News for today's date. Or look in KBOO's podcast section for episodes of DI Squared. And send your questions to theroadlive at gmail.com. We'd like to make your question the featured question for one of our shows. We'll be back in a week. Tune in then for the next episode of DI Squared, Dream It, Do It. From KBOO News, I'm Tom Flynn.